This is Disney master artist Kevin John, and when I'm in my studio, I love listening to the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. This is Greg, and I'll be your skipper this evening. Our regular hosts, Pat and Dave, are each enjoying some time off, and no doubt will be consuming copious amounts of Joffrey's, our official coffee. All right, guys, well, let's take a spin around the table and find out who's joining us this evening. To my left, we have Mr. Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, what do they know? They're tourists. And to my other left, Mr. Tim Schweska. The Mickey Dudes Podcast, now available in color. Nice. And to my other, other left, Mr. Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. Ah, so true. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me this evening. Before we dive into our topic, are you guys up for a Mickey Dudes Podcast poll? Let's do it. Poll? Yeah, let's do it. As king of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Dudes podcast poll. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. If I were to offer each of you two vacation options, what would you choose? And here's option number one. You get three days, two nights, and those two nights are at a deluxe resort of your choice. That's option one. The second option I'll give you is six days, five nights but you're staying off property, whether it be in a hotel off property or uh, some kind of rental. Now, the stipulations are you get three days in the park with the first option. Option two, you get six days, but you're off property. You're not in the bubble. Let's start with Chuck. Chuck, what are you going to do? You know what? I was uh, I was very much willing to consider maybe staying the longer trip at a value but I'd much rather be in the bubble personally. I'm going to do the uh, the on-property at the the deluxe, I think, for the shorter trip. It, you know, there, there's something to be said for being in the bubble. And a lot of people almost belittle Disney and Disney fans for wanting to be in the bubble. But, you know, it, it, there's nothing that really can go wrong within that bubble. I mean, obviously there's tragedies, but you're there. You're in the world nothing else matters you don't have to drive if you don't want to there's always food available there's always someone with a smiling face and that says a lot it's a lot better than staying at like the motel six well then if you're staying on property where are you going to stay what resort are you picking to stay at oh i get to pick this too that's fantastic oh Um, absolutely i wasn't prepared for that i'm gonna probably say the uh the the beach club no the yacht club no the beach (laughs) Split stay, why not? All right, Tim, what are you saying? As much as I love on property, uh, I'm going after quantity here. I'm going off property. You know, I mean, mm. yeah, it's uh, it's you're not in that bubble. That bubble is so awesome. I love it. But you're still going to be able to explore the resorts. You're going to be able to spend a lot of time in Disney Springs. And you actually do get four more days in the parks this way. So, Good point. I mean, I it's... It's it's hard it's hard to give up 
it's hard to give up that extra time. I mean, we're going to be going down uh, actually in September, and we're going to be only st actually doing three park days ourselves. And I mean, as much mm. as uh, you know, as much as I'm loving that we're going to be staying on grounds, we're only doing three days. Uh, I'd love right. to, you know, well, I, like I would give answer. anything yeah. for those six days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, what do you say? Well, all right. I, I can flip on this, flip flop on this all day long, but. I have done both. I've stayed offsite. I've stayed onsite. I might be enticed to stay offsite. I've always wanted to maybe do a rental home. Never done that. But I've also never stayed at a monorail resort. And if you say deluxe, and I can take you up on a deluxe at one of the monorail resorts, heck, I'd, I would jump on that just to say add it to my bucket list. So, and I don't care any one of those three. I'm just excited to try one of them. All right. So then, where would you stay? Polynesian comes to mind because it's just one of the, my favorite themed resorts. Hmm, very nice. Well, for me, I I prefer to stay in the bubble, you know, but I'll take less time in the parks. There's so much that you can do at the resorts that, you know, being in the bubble, you, you feel like you're still there. So I'm going to, as much as I hate to say this, I will give up part time to stay at a nice resort and be in the bubble because that's where we all like to be. All right, great answers, guys. So let's get to tonight's topic. We're going to discuss your favorite meals, both table service and counter service. Now, these are your go-to meals that you must have every time you visit Walt Disney World. Now, let's keep things simple, though. We're going to skip beverages and desserts. But other than that, there are no stipulations and, most importantly, <clears throat> no budgets. See, this is what happens when Dave isn't around. There's That's very little right. tyranny. <laughs> There's new rules, all right? There, the meals can come from the parks, at resorts, or anywhere else on property. Okay, so now that we've laid the ground rules, let's get to it. Uh, let's start with Chuck. Hey, Chuck, uh, let's go with your counter service choice first. So I, uh, I'm i going to subscribe to uh, a multi-answer answer. When it comes to food in the park, I'd say one of the best parks bar none you know there's no special events where you get at epcot with the food and wine and the flower and garden and they have fantastic food but that's only six months at a time well it's actually probably closer to seven months throughout the year now if not longer um i'm gonna actually head over to animal kingdom and there are so many good options to eat there that are counter service you have the entire harambe market but i'm gonna make a stop at flame tree barbecue and my meal of choice is going to be a little bit more traditional. It's going to be the pulled pork sandwich. They have some of the best food on property for a counter service. They even give some of the table service locations. I'm looking at you, Chef Mickey's, uh, a run for their money. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's $10.99. You're getting a ton of food. You have the sandwich. You have the coleslaw. You have baked beans. I actually couldn't even tell you how the coleslaw and the baked beans are because I've never made it to that part of the meal. Um, wow. So the sandwich is that filling. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that sandwich. I would eat it wow. all the time. Plus, you have the barbecue sauce that they have that, in fact, there's currently two bottles of. One is currently in my refrigerator and the other one's waiting to be put in the refrigerator. Um, it's I enjoy it that much. Hmm. All right, good answer. I could go for some uh, pulled pork right about now. Yeah. All right, Tim, what are you getting and where are you going? Well, I'm actually staying in the same place that Chuck was just at. 
not going to Flame Tree, however. I'm actually going to uh, Harambe Market, and I'm going to pick up the chicken red curry uh, with jasmine rice and pita. Mm. It mm. is one of the most delicious, just wonderfully spicy. It is. It's perfectly done uh, for. I mean, it's it's great just for being chicken curry. And then when you put it together that it's counter service, that brings it to a phenomenal level. It's uh, wow. it's perfectly cooked. The chicken is tender. It's not dry. There's just enough sauce. They don't oversauce it. The rice is nice and tender. It's not overcooked. It's not undercooked. It's not crunchy. And also, it's a nice little compromise because while I'm getting another uh, protein fix, there's also right there at Dawa a nice little boozy Dole Whip, as my wife likes to call them. <laughs> nice. Your wife's a smart lady, Tim. Yes, she is. <laughs> now, is that served with uh, white rice, or is that a brown rice? Uh, it is, what, it's, uh, it's, is it's the jasmine rice, so it's a, it's a fragrant uh, white rice. Oh, wow. Wow, very nice. I've never had that, but man, that sounds absolutely phenomenal. And also, standing nearby there is the Dawa Bar, and nice, perfect accompaniment is a great uh if you can snag yourself a kona longboard lager nice clean lager that goes well with uh with a uh with a with a curry sauce and also sometimes uh a good hop plays well so i also like to sometimes have a, a high lie with that too mm, very nice tim's really thought that one out i mean so- sorry guys <laughs> yeah I'm, wow. I'm, I'm a beer snob i always pair beer <laughs> Oh no, that's fantastic! Oh, yeah, that's right. But I agree fully with Tim and Harambe Market. We uh, we went there on our last trip in April, and it was the first time that we had been since it opened. And Heather and I were actually talking about this when we were having dinner tonight. I had what was essentially a glorified corn dog that they said was curry uh, sausage. It was a corn dog, um, and she <laughs> had the ribs, I believe. She said her favorite part of the meal was the slaw that came with it, which I'm actually trying to look it up right now, but I think it is, you know, um, cucumber. Oh, it's green papaya carrot slaw, and she loved it. Whoa. I love my coleslaw. You guys are killing me. And I just ate not too long ago. Man. All right, Jeff, you've got some high standards to live up to, so don't let us down. What do you got? Well, Dave inspired me to say... Uh, all I can say is Chuck is wrong uh, at this point because <laughs> my choice was the uh, corn dog. It's the corn dog fried and the curried corn batter. Um, I don't know what uh, Chuck and I have had this conversation before, so I, I don't know what he was served. Maybe it was the children's version. I don't know, but uh, but that is where I'm going. It's it's uh, once again it's in Harambe Market. Um, I love the unique. It's it's made with a, a special sausage. It's a I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a South African Boerwurst sausage. But um, that mixed with the fact that you get, um, like, like uh, Chuck just said, the green papaya slaw. I think it's what I'm reading straight from their menu, and black-eyed pea, corn, and tomato salad. Um, oh. it's, it's just one of those things. It's $9.99. Uh, I think that's the current price. Um, it's not something that uh, leaves me wanting because it's just so much food. But uh, I definitely will partake in uh, one of my favorite desserts in all of Disney World. If I'm over there in Harambe Market, I'm getting an African milk tart. And um, if you haven't had one, it's very unique. 
It's technically a coconut custard, but it's in a chocolate uh, kind of a tart shell. Uh, it's dusted with some sugar and definitely some uh, spice. I think it's five spice uh, mixed in with the dark chocolate ganache. Uh, it's oh. four forty nine, but I mean, it is just it's it's definitely not my number one go to. Can't miss uh, on a Disney World trip anymore. And to wash it down, I know you said no drinks, but I am not passing up on a large Bebo. Um, they say it's a kiwi and mango flavored soft drink. I thought it was melon, but anyway, it's uh, whatever it is. It's green and it's delicious. Um, so that's uh, something that used to be available at Epcot in the uh, uh, Club Cool. But it, it is funny. All three of us so far have like focused on Africa, or you know, at least in Animal Kingdom. Uh, so it's really, it's really kind of a happening place right now. I did get some. I'm really, really, really hoping Harambe is going to be open for Africa in the later nights. Um, I've got word back that somebody said it is open, but the last time I was there, even though they were open till eight, they closed uh, Harambe Market at five. So I was kind of. Upset, so I hope it's now that it's open to eleven. I hope they they keep it open later. Yeah, you would think that they would do that. That drink you mentioned—that's a carbonated beverage. Yeah, technically it's not carbonated. In fact, that's why I think my oh. kids love it. Um, they cannot stand carbonated soft drinks. So it's it's if it is carbonated, man, it is so it's probably like very stale carbonation. But mm. um, but uh, it's very it, it's very refreshing for sure. That sounds amazing! Wow. Yeah, Bebo is well, fantastic. we um, which by the uh, way, that's ten. Geez. That was ten sixty three with tax. <laughs> nice. Oh well, thank you. Oh, sorry, Tim. Are you still on the snack crawl? <laughs> sorry, flash, flash. I think he is. He, he's he's having post traumatic oh, snack. God, crawl now I know how Steve something. McQueen felt in Papillon. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's all right. It's all right. We'll talk you down. Need to get myself a drink of Joffrey's. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did hear from our other Mickey dudes on this, and for their counter service, Dave is heading. Wrong. Actually, he's he's having all right. He's having the Sharma platter from Tangerine Cafe. Pat says the holiday sandwich from Earl of Sandwich. No surprise there. That's and our favorite story. Scotsman Stephen is having the honey chicken from Yak and Yeti. I think that is tempura chicken, carrots, snap peas, honey sauce, and white rice. Now for me. I'm going to head over to Sunshine Seasons, where I'm getting the Turkey Monterey Jack on ciabatta bread. I know it sounds a little boring, but that's that's my palate. I love the side of potato salad, and ciabatta is my absolute favorite bread. Uh, I believe that will run a little under eleven dollars. Excellent. All right, gentlemen, that was counter service. Are you ready to move on to table service? Before that, Greg, I just have one question. You said you do love your coleslaw, so yes, where, I do. Where, do you, where do you sit in the great debate? Are you a cream or an or vinegar and oil? It, man, that's that's good because it depends. I can't give you a definitive answer one way or another. It's just I'll try it, and if I like it, I like it. But I will eat either kind. Okay. I was I was yeah. just kind of curious because I know sometimes, especially people who do love their coleslaw, some will gravitate right toward that cream sauce, but then others, oh, they would you know they'd rather chew a skunk than you know eat one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I I am not a <laughs> coleslaw purist. I will I will go 
for for either one. There. I'm with you, matter, bud. So, I am yeah. with you. You know, I have to cleanse my system from all that chocolate. If you guys recall how much I love chocolate, so you know, yeah. that's, uh, that's how I got to get my veggies. Coleslaw is pretty much a salad, right. then, right? Yeah, pretty much. I'm yeah. counting it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our table service choices. Again, we're looking at any restaurants on property. No budget. All right. So this time, let's um, let's go in reverse order and start with Jeff. Jeff, what are you going to have? You got it. Well, I'm glad I get a sh- jump on this. Um, I don't. We, we're not very uh, imaginative eaters, but when it comes to Animal Kingdom Lodge, we become kind of versatile on our eatery. Uh, we love Boma. Boma. We've been going to Animal Kingdom Lodge literally since the first year it was opened, and our. I don't know. I just always become really attached to that restaurant. It's the it's called the Flavors for, of Africa for for a reason, and it always the the smells and the sounds always just stimulate me. Um, it is a ta- you know it is a buffet, and it's a very very expansive buffet. Very famous. A lot of people uh, know about it by now, but I guess it's one of those things that just makes us feel like home because that's our well that is our home resort for uh, DVC as well. Now, we have done the breakfast. We've done the, the dinner. Uh, the breakfast is going to run an adult twenty four fifty, and it is as, absolutely amazing. I think Dave just did it in, as well. But we prefer to hike it to the, the parks as fast as possible, so we generally don't do the slow um, table service breakfast at the resorts. So we definitely come back and, and chill out and do a, a dinner. Dinner is running right now for adults forty two sixty. It's mm, not, wow. yeah, it's pretty steep. Uh, kids are 23, 43. And actually, we've come to really uh, get burned by being there on holidays because it's got a, you know, the surge pricing for holidays and it's very steep. And we actually have rolled it out now for holidays. But um, if you haven't ever been to, to Boma or Jico, Jico's great as well. It's right next door. They're both at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can actually do a four o'clock free tour of both restaurants. We've done this a couple of times. Um, they'll go through and kind of uh, give you some cultural uh, discussion on, on the food and, and the background of the restaurants. Um, at Boma, they'll give you a little sampling of soup, and um, and not to mention, uh, generally you get a zebra dome, the famous zebra domes. That's one of their specialty dessert items. And then at Jico, they'll walk you over and give you a, a bread service. But um, it, there's just something about Boma. We've taken a numerous people there. It, some some people it sticks to, some people it doesn't. Um, sometimes it's just not everybody's cup of tea. But uh, for some reason, we've we've really grown accustomed to it. Uh, Chuck talked about salads earlier. Actually, for whatever reason, I'm not really a big salad eater either. But I really go gaga for their salads, and I think it's just because they're just a diverse salad. I mean, they have a watermelon rind salad that I mm-hmm. go crazy about. And, oh, yeah. and this avocado grapefruit papaya salad, and it's just it's mixed in a little bit of yogurt. Uh, I've actually got their recipe uh, and tried it here at home, and we just we just love it. Um, also, soups. I mean, the soups is usually uh, a specialty item for them. I was fortunate enough to uh, talk to one of the chefs. You can always talk to a chef when you're going through the buffet, and this guy was very uh, informative when it, when the restaurant first opened. He was telling me about, and he was one of the head uh, chefs, and he was saying the restaurant cost $3 million uh, to build. So wow. there's, there's a lot of detail that's gone into this, a lot of thought. So uh, they definitely get their money back in full. 
Um, usually, interestingly enough, um, once you get past the soups, the sides, and the salads, yeah, they they definitely have a lot of awesome meats. Uh, generally, you know, slow roasted pork ribs or occasionally nut crusted salmon, uh, chicken, prime rib, possibly. But to to bring it all home, I think their sauces are really what stands out above most places. Uh, they have a tamarind barbecue sauce, uh, usually some kind of mustard blend, and then a spicy sambal um, sauce that goes with their, the meat. And, of course, the big row, 15 feet. I think I measured it once, 15 feet of rest of desserts. Uh, the, uh-huh. the highlight is the zebra domes. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the zebra dome, it's kind of like a mousse covered with chocolate ganache striped to look like a little zebra. But, uh, uh, man, you just can't go wrong. It's just one of our, our favorite places to go ever, uh, Disney. Well, I got two questions for you. You had mentioned around the holidays that the price actually goes up. And do you know what it goes up to? Last time, I think uh, we were there on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it, it was pushing $68 uh, oh, wow. for an adult. Yeah. it's So, Crummy. I mean, that's it, it, just, it just becomes too too much for us to, to try to swallow that. So we end up going to a counter service for Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. which is just as fine for us. But. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. That's just how it goes around Disney World. Now, do they offer anything in addition to the regular buffet menu with the surge pricing, or is it the same? Is it the same the, menu year round? It's the same. It rotates over the week. So, uh, like for instance, oh, okay. uh, you might get a different meats. You might get different mm-hmm. soups, uh, salads uh, rotate, and the desserts. Um, so. There are a couple of each of us have our own favorite soups. My favorite soup is the coconut curried seafood stew. It's just absolutely amazing. Uh, my wife and my kids are the favorite is their curried butternut squash soup, um, which incidentally they're excited about that because you can actually they share a restaurant with the Mara, which is the counter service that's based out of the um, next to the pool. And you can actually go get the butternut squash soup all year round uh, there. So it's it, there's actually they share the same kitchen. So a lot of the things you get at the Mara, that's why the Mara probably is my you know uh, second place is my our favorite counter service because it's basically Boma food. <laughs> mm, gotcha. With wow. zebra zebra domes, they have four yeah. packs of zebra drum domes. Amazing, amazing. Wow. Well, that's that's some wonderful information there. Awesome, uh, Tim. What about you for table service? What what are you thinking? Uh, it definitely seems like we have a theme going, uh, <laughs> and it's African. <laughs> wow. Well, nice. I am actually going to head right to the uh, the ground level, the pool level of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And instead of taking that left into Boma, I'm going to be taking a right into Jiko. They have a meal. It is the seared scallops there with fresh vegetables that is served with uh, stone ground mustard seed. It is just, it is, an, it's an experience on its own. <laughs> this is a meal that you can definitely tell how this place retains their uh, their four diamond rating, why it's one of the most sought after restaurants on property. And you you can taste the care that goes into every one of these dishes. As a lot, if any of you out there cook, you know how temperamental seafood is. And almost at the top of that temperamental list are scallops. And the scallops, every time I've had them there, have just 
they've just flaked they've just flaked apart like butter I mean they they just they melt in your mouth and especially with the fine restaurant that Jico is they have an, an extravagant list of wines and beers to pair and my favorite actually to pair with that at least as far as the wine side is uh, it is Hardin Chardonnay which is actually from uh, Stellenbosch and it's a uh, South African winery and those those of you who have been to uh, Gico know the uh, the wine list is very uh, very nice very well sought after I mean very well done and you actually have uh, sommelier on property who chooses all these wines and uh, Harden, uh, Harden Chardonnay actually landed in the top 100 wines of 2015 last of uh, last year on the Wine Spectator's list. So, oh, wow. and they also have some wonderful beer pairings there. Uh, it's uh, it is a complete experience. I guess maybe that's why it's my favorite meal on property. Is Gico does the dining experience? I think just as good, if not better, than the California Grill. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Tim, while we have you here, can you explain to our listeners, I think a lot of people know what a wine pairing is, but can you explain the the beer pairing concept? Oh, absolutely. Uh, wines, wines, I mean, they've, they pair, they, they pair well. And I mean, it's, it's always been a tradition of pairing wines with, with wines with, uh, with foods. Beer pairings, because of, especially now because of the uh, kind of the advent of the American craft brewer, the boom that we've seen in craft beer, you have so much flavor coming out of these styles of ales, of lagers, and now the third style that's starting to creep around with a lot of people, lambics, uh, the sour beers. And there are so many different aspects to where you can pair a beer, the hops, the malt, you have... uh, you have the, uh, you know, depending on as far as uh, the roast of the malt, uh, the bitterness of the hop, you just have so many different options, and especially with so many different spices out there, how there's so many different ways to cook food, a lot of American craft brewers are starting to show people how many different ways you can brew a beer. So if you, you know, if you want something, if you want things maybe to complement one another, you know, you have that, you know, you have that Berkshire pork chop and you pair it with maybe with a nice, uh, you know, Young's double chocolate stout or a New Holland Dragon's milk. You know, you want to kind of pair the uh, the bold flavor with the bold flavor. Or even if you want to do a little bit of a contrast where, you know, you have, you know, you have a nice, uh, you know, you have yourself a very nice, clean, uh, clean piece of fish, but then you put a really nice spicy hop with it where, you know, the, you know, you have a nice, you know, you have the beer that you have the, you know, the good hoppy, you know, hoppy, spicy beer. And then you also turn around and you have a nice cleansing palate with, uh, with your piece of fish. There's just so many different ways you can pair, uh, pair beer with food. Personally, I, I like pairing beer with food more than I like pairing wine with food. And I know that's going to probably upset some of the, uh, the wine snobs out there. Or as uh, some of us in the craft beer community like to call them, the cork dorks. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing cork is, dork. the one thing I have found is, especially now, trying to uh, study up to try to get better and better at my wine experience. Wine drinkers and beer drinkers 
are not that different. They are not nearly as different as they would like to believe. They're all out there looking for that perfect drink. They're all out there looking for that perfect brand, the one that, that's going to fit them like a glove. I mean, that's that's pretty much all they're out for, and they love the stories behind, just just like, the, you know, the folks love the stories behind the wineries, beer geeks love the stories behind the breweries, how they opened up. It's, uh, they're, they're, they're two different communities separated by just this, uh, kind of like this, this fake wall, this facade. Yeah, that's, that's some fantastic information. And, you know, I have never heard of beer pairing until, I don't know, pretty recently. And I'm like, wow, that's really a thing. And, and I knew with your knowledge, you could illuminate that for, for a lot of our listeners. So uh, thanks for that. That's, that was pretty awesome. I, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm happy to help. And the one thing that I do like to bring across is, you know, especially with the the advent of craft beer, it's people aren't drinking all these beers because they want to be, you know, they, they want to drink, they want to get drunk, they want to do this. It's it, it literally is, you now actually do have a huge community of, no, I drink beer because I actually do like the taste. Mm-hmm. There are so many different amazing recipes out there. I To tell you the truth, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've quote-unquote tied one on because... I've, I want to remember the beer. I want to remember the experience. I, I have no desire to, well, you know, get three sheets to the wind. <laughs> Some days, maybe, right? <laughs> Every once in a while, the bug bites you, yeah. Tim, what would be a good beer pairing with Bud Light? <laughs> what, what would pair well with Bud Light? Yeah. Uh, a Twinkie, you plebeian. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, the bar, once again, is set very high with these gentlemen. So, Chuck, you've got to keep it up there. What are you looking at for your favorite table service? Well, we didn't tell each other what our options were prior to recording this. So, Jeff, you picking Bulma is fantastic (laughs) because it gives me the opportunity to pick my second choice. I had two (laughs) restaurants that were tied hand in hand. Bulma, like you said and raved about, is fantastic. All you can eat zebra domes. What more do you need? But... I'm going to actually uh, deviate a little bit from everybody else's African theme, and I'm going to Epcot. There is so many good restaurants in World Showcase or all around the countries. You know, you have La Celia, you have the two restaurants in France, you have, you know, just tons of options. But I'm going to Italy, and I'm going to go to Via Napoli. Like most red-blooded Americans, I love pizza. And this is something that they do fantastically. It could be the pepperoni pizza. It could be the picante pizza. It could be, you know, whatever. I could eat probably a large pizza by myself. You know, I probably shouldn't. But it's fantastic. It's a wood-fired pizza. Uh, They import the water that they use to make the pizza right from Italy. Uh, I can't say enough good things about that restaurant. It's owned by the Patina Group, isn't it? I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So you can get pizza like this pretty much anywhere, but you know, just the atmosphere of the restaurant, the three very, very, very large wood burning stoves that are named after the volcanoes in the region uh, is a fantastic touch. And you know what? The wait staff is fantastic. The, uh, the desserts are fantastic. The appetizers are fantastic, but that pizza, it's second to none. I, I've looked up here, you know, Buffalo has a lot of good food, a lot of good pizza, but one thing it does not have 
in my opinion, is a pizza that comes close to the uh, pizza that you can get at Via Napoli. In fact, I'm going to go make an ADR for them right now. <laughs> get on that. Hey, that's a good trivia question. What are the names of the pizza ovens? Um, I think I might know two, but uh, it's Vesuvius, Pompeii. No, no. Okay, come back to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if anybody knows that, that'd be. I'm, I'm interested. Check. You're oh, like right. a brother from another mother. That, I would have totally picked that as as my <laughs> close second as well. Uh, I, we we love Via Napoli, man. I, we, that's another thing that we we try to hit every every trip. Um, and you know, I've heard different people have hit and miss I, I think the people that have the misses i think are ones not ordering pizza um we always get pizza as well and just never come away unhappy and and you know what what could go wrong with pizza exactly and you, absolutely you, have to, you can't go to a place that's known for steak and order you know a piece of chicken yeah i mean you, you're gonna be <laughs> yeah, kind of right? disappointed with that only asshole. only though if somebody is ordering if they go to a steak place and they want it well done no they should order no, chicken. they leave they leave there you go they're not allowed to order that <laughs> <laughs> they are politely but firmly asked to leave right <laughs> if you want to go with the politely sure <laughs> um <laughs> i do actually have the answer to your trivia question uh Greg. yes let's hear it <laughs> it is etna vesuvius and stromboli Stromboli. That one is kind of a Pinocchio reference. Or, well, I think Pinocchio references Stromboli. But regardless. Yeah. (laughs) But the pizza, you know, I can't say enough good things about the pizza. And people that go to restaurants that specialize in something, that go off the menu or go to the other part of the menu, I mean, what what are you doing? You're doing something wrong. that makes no sense. Yep. I just think it's wild that they import the water. I mean, I've heard that before, and I'm like, man, that's that's so cool. It, it really is. And you know what? When I first heard that, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. And then the first time we tried that restaurant, it was quite obvious that that pizza was nothing like um, anything that I had ever had before. Huh. Well, hey, we've heard from uh, our other guys on this, and uh, Dave is having the strawberry soup at 1900 Park Fair. And still wrong. <laughs> yes, and, and Pat Chosena, he's having the Bravelys, the South African Braai, lamb chop, pork tenderloin, seasonal accompaniments. Stephen is headed to La Cellier for cheese soup for his appetizer and having for his entree the cross-seasoned Canadian salmon. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. Just about Sana, the, uh, we've eaten, we had lunch there uh, two years ago. I was very underwhelmed by everything but the bread service. Mm-hmm. I could eat that as a meal. I probably should have had that as my meal. Nothing else really stood out to me. Nothing else was that good. But that bread service is just fantastic. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people rave about that. Now, for when you had it, what was was there an issue with the food? Was it overcooked, undercooked, just... Or it just was left you underwhelmed. It left me very underwhelmed for the price. It may yeah. not have been my cup of tea, so you know, I'm not gonna discount that because it is a little bit more exotic than you can get literally anywhere else in Disney right. World. Um but I I didn't eat most of my meal. I really regretted not just having the bread service. That just a personal experience, but you know, not worth it in my opinion. Hmm. That's disappointing because you know, you put down a, a good chunk of change for a meal. And when it doesn't live up to your expectations, it's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's ironic you should say that, uh, Chuck. We we were kind of uh, 
uh, meh on the on Sanaa. But you know, for for the price, but you got to factor in, I guess, the surroundings. We were just gaga over the view, right? So it's the only restaurant that has mm-hmm. a Savannah view. So uh, we definitely took that into consideration. Um, but you know, I'm surrounded by amazing Indian restaurants, so. Disney's kind of dumbed down version of India Indian restaurant is kind of hard to take, but uh, that's why I think people focus on like the Indian style bread service. Plus the the price is right; it's twelve dollars. So <laughs> is that twelve dollars yeah, for that. everything? The Indian bread service is twelve dollars for everything. Yeah. Okay, because it's nine ninety nine, I think, for just the three and three sauces, and then to expand it, it's the extra couple of bucks. Yeah. Okay, and, that- and is it unlimited bread? No. no, you get five choices of bread, so you can mix and okay. match. But uh, no, it's not unlimited, unfortunately. No, it's not. They hmm. would easily lose all of their money had I uh, been <laughs> able to have an unlimited bread service. There was actually a special on the Travel Channel a couple of years ago that they took you into the kitchen. Um, you know, I can't remember the the name of the special and quite frankly it wasn't that good but it was fantastic to watch them make the non bread in their you know it's a clay oven i mean they're a tandoor mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it's fan it's a fantastic thing to watch that you know it's just literally slapped to the side of this oven and it's delicious yeah, yeah just, go figure right yeah just like uh is as important it is uh for pizza having that uh bricks brick oven uh tandoors are, are super important for making a good naan so yeah I, I agree that's that's a big part of it and they really hit the nail on the head with that i uh i'd go back and eat it i just the the bread service but i'm not gonna waste a trip to animal kingdom well let me rephrase that you can't waste a trip to animal kingdom lodge but um i'm not gonna spend the time to eat the food just for bread. Yeah, I get you. Uh, my favorite table service is at 50s Primetime, and we like to get the sampler. It's mom's favorite recipes. Have you guys had it? It's fried chicken, pot roast, meatloaf. Oh, uh, yeah. It's $23, but that's something that my wife and I can easily split. So when we do that, it becomes a much more economical option for us. Absolutely. But that's... That's one of our favorites, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I have not had the sampler, but my wife did actually have the fried chicken, and I had the meatloaf, and <laughs> the, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 50s prime time, I, I understand the hype behind it, and that peanut butter yeah. and jelly milkshake should be illegal, for God's sakes. <laughs> well, that's something I need to try, because believe it or not, I haven't had it. Don't try yeah, it. Know, Don't right? try it, because there's no turning back when you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, you they'll go down they'll be pumping hole, it through my veins. It's it's just yeah, a mess. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, don't go into the light. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's almost like don't drink the Kool Aid, except yeah. it's a delicious, yeah. delicious milkshake. Um, <laughs> I have not been to Fifties Prime Time. I've been to Tune and Lounge and gotten the milkshake, but we are yeah. actually planning on doing Prime Time for our November trip. I don't know what day we're doing it, but we're going to go there. And, oh, that's great. Uh, there's so many options on that menu. I mean, it's the look. Just looking at the menu, and I mean. Obviously, you guys who have been there can speak to this a little bit better than I can. But it looks like it's, you know, home-fashioned, home-style June Cleaver cooking. Is that? That's mm-hmm. absolutely right. You know, so I, I have been numerous times. I've been with different kinds, different various groups. Um, there are some people that just aren't into the whole, you know, interaction thing. Um, but then if you get with a group of people that really get into it, I mean, it can just 
ramp up the the enjoyment. The last time I went, well, the, actually the first and only time I've been, uh, which was this last trip, there wasn't really much interaction with the waitress. The waitress is polite. Don't get me wrong on that. I mean, the service was still outstanding, but I I think unfortunately it seems like because the restaurants are becoming so overcrowded, they didn't really have time for the shtick. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. And that's what I was going to say, Tim. The last time we were there, our server, and he just kind of like, yeah, he phoned it in. We did not get the experience, and I don't know if it's something that if you want now, you have to ask for it and say, hey, you know, give it to me. But we were really disappointed. Of course, the food was outstanding, but our server just was like, nah, not into it. Ouch. It was unfortunate because that's part of the reason we go there, of course, is for that environment and for that for that experience. It's It makes 50s prime time 50s prime time, you know? And the same can oh. be said for Whispering Canyon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez. Seeing them hand feed my wife green beans <laughs> is, is, a, is something that I, it was worth it, it by itself. <laughs> I would love Whispering Canyon if it was not located in the lobby of the Wilderness Lodge and made it 10,000 times louder than it should be. <laughs> That's my only issue with Whispering Canyon. <laughs> yeah, it's placed a little bit strangely. And uh, Jeff, when we were there for our breakfast, yeah. we were the only people in the restaurant. It was weird, yeah. It was very weird. I mean, my girlfriend and I were, were talking about this over dinner, and you know, we were trying to come up with a list, and I, was, I recommended Whispering Canyon, and she said, well, it would have been okay, but we were the only people in the restaurant, and except for the first maybe when she threw all those straws at us, the waitress really kind of seemed disinterested because I think we hmm. were in the, hey, it's no longer breakfast, and it's not quite lunch window. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So we, we when I say we were the only table, that's not an exaggeration. It was us. Right. As we walked in, the other table left, and it was us. <laughs> and this wow. is a big restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so noise wasn't a problem for us, Tim. I don't know what, uh, <laughs> what's going on with your experience. Hmm. <laughs> Although I do absolutely love, uh, love the fact that, you know, you can actually show up there and you can literally ask for a skillet of meat. Yes, nice. yes. yes. That's what, yes. Uh, Jeff, that's what you, Dave, and myself got, right? Yep. Or Kyle, too, a I think. A skillet of meat? What is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it I'm is a skillet of meat, Greg. It is awesome. <laughs> Whoa. My arteries are clogging right now as we speak. Yeah, don't take a <laughs> cholesterol test after that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then they oh, have that God. country gravy for breakfast. Oh. Oh, oh, man. That sounds okay. amazing. Is that like a white, thick kind of gravy? You'd oh, have yeah. to ask Jeff. He yeah. uh, he hogged it all. Yeah. It was oh, all did mine. you? I poured <laughs> oh, it on my uh, pancakes. That's why I like it. Oh. <laughs> Country <laughs> gravy on pancakes. Jeff, you are my new hero. <laughs> 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 that is outstanding. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we've had some incredible, incredible dining choices here and you know what we are almost out of time i know shed a tear but hey before we wrap things up let's tell our listeners where they can find us all on social media so chuck where can we find you on the interwebs on the only interweb that i know of the twitter machine um 
where those kids are nowadays if they're not playing that Pokemon uh, Go. Pokemon Go. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that. Um, I am at Chuck in the Chat. Nice. Jeff, where can we find you? I'm at PokemonGo.com. <laughs> no, that's not. Um, I, <laughs> I'm at BrainDead92 uh, on uh, Twitter and just BrainDew, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W, on Instagram. Very nice. And last but not least, Tim, where can we find you? On the uh, Twitterverse, I am at plain underscore Tim. And on Facebook, you can find me at Tim Schweska. Very nice. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Genevis and on Facebook at Greg Nevis. Guys, don't forget to check out our website at www.themickeydudes.com for some great blog content. Written by our very own Mickey Dudes. And great job to you guys so far for your awesome post. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. All right, gentlemen. That is going to bring this episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast to a close. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks. And on behalf of the rest of the crew, I'd like to thank you, our friends, for tuning in. There are many great podcasts out there, and we're glad that you chose us to listen to. And if you like what you hear, please do us a favor. And head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been with us for a while, we do appreciate your support. And don't forget to let know Dave is wrong. Exactly, exactly. And remember, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. We'll see you again next time the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. I heard that in my head, too.